Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Dean Lindsay is a top business keynote speaker, entertaining, educating, and engaging audiences worldwide. He has helped build engaged process-based sales leadership and customer service cultures at companies such as New York Life, Ericsson, Gold's Gym, Aramark, Canada, UCLA Anderson School of Management, and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. His books, Cracking the Networking Code and The Progress Challenge, have sold over 100,000 copies. A cum laude graduate from the University of North Texas, Lindsay serves on the advisory board of UNT's Department of Marketing and Logistics. Lindsay is also a marathon runner, a songwriter, and an alumni of Up With People, an organization that bridges cultural barriers. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, Dean. Love the title of the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you. I love that little accent that you've got, too. That's a southern, <laughs> southern or northern. Yeah, that's so, oh, yeah. <laughs> or northern, there you said, or, yeah, give a Texas, born and raised. Yay, you've got to love that. I do. Yeah, there's no, no question about it. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. And your book. Okay, well, yeah, that's my third book, but I'm, uh, I'm Dean Lindsay. I'm uh, down here, based in, in uh, Dallas uh, area. I've got a, a wife of 25 years, a couple Aww. of daughters, been um, speaking and consulting, facilitating, training um, for right around 17 years. Uh, big Fat Goals, How to Achieve Big Fat Goals is my third book. I'm really um, uh, ha- be happy to be birthing it into the world in 2000. <laughs> 18 and you know it's a long it's a long you know committed you know process i'm glad the amount of accolades and positive buzz it's caught caught on so far well i tell you it's a great book it's a great read i haven't read every page of it of course but we're really going to dive into it today and, and talk through how businesses can implement or even individuals and their families quite frankly can implement this process th- this um incredible way of achieving goals and, and getting to the point that you understand which goals you need to achieve now before we get to that point though at what point did you decide that this was going to be your next book? Wow, you know, that is a really interesting question. I actually wrote uh, the workshop version of this in 2001. It was one of the very first uh, things that I researched. I'm really, really glad and blessed that, that that was the first. I got a big project from Western Union, and they, they uh, had a retreat coming up, and they needed a program on goals, and I said I could do it. And so I researched the snot out of that you know, process. But th- when it came to writing the, the book, How to Achieve Big Fat Goals, it was a natural transition. I had written Cracking the Networking Code on on, on networking and realized that that even though in the progress challenge I, t- I talked about goals I really could and should dig out a book specifically on what I call goal crafting and goal achievement and goals and the reason really was because of, of cracking the networking code mm-hmm. one of the major concepts about building priceless business relationships is that you you also need to know who you want to build priceless business relationships with and that's going to be based on your goals. So so, uh, that's how the kind of it all all built together. Well, I love it. And there are so many organizations now, ultimately, that you're helping uh, really reach their goals. Talk to us about what that process looks like. Great question. What does that process look like? You know, that uh, that actually is much more, uh, I mean, I I can go so many different levels on that. Uh, Of course, I have my points and my unique way of looking at goal achievement. That's going to be something I'm going to want to discuss and should be able to discuss. Uh, But long before we get to that point, 
I need to understand what the organization's goals are. So there's, and then where I think, where we think every participant that needs to, to propel themselves towards those goals achievement, where they really think it's are. So there's a lot of assessments uh, that go into it, a lot of customization uh, when I'm working with an organization or an individual. Uh, and then, yes, then we get into um, once everybody, once the light bulbs are on, that we're all going to be going after this particular goals, organization's goal. But one of the reasons that we go after an organization goal is because we see how it connects to our personal goals. So there does need to be a, a tie in there. And that's one of the premises of the book that and we need to always, you know, have our own understanding of why we're there. You know, I, th- I think it's uh, pretty interesting how if you were to ask, you know, the average CEO today, what his or her goals are, they would start for the most part with financial. But at the end of the day, you don't achieve the financial with all the goals that you build to get to that point. And you've got an incredible, you call it your six P's of progress. Okay. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that ultimately. Um, and then uh, we'll talk about specifically uh, big fat goals, what they are. Okay. 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 Uh, six P's of progress. Well, the six P's of progress really come from the concept of really looking at progress and change and how an opportunity, new opportunity comes our way, how we size it up in our minds, and then how we propel other people into the actions we want them to take. And I guess a deeper way of looking at it or a very basic understanding. And a lot of time when you talk about goal setting or what I call goal crafting, there's always a point that you you know a lot of a lot of programs talk about you need to know your why well i think knowing your why is only one part of it you really need to continually continually build on that why and and remind yourself of why and what the six p's of progress are really a, a, my my thought process about about how we develop meaning in a particular activity what we're really trying to go for as far as the emotions that are connected to our goals it's really a feeling it's a series of emotions and I got down to this basic statement that everything we do as humans, we do because we believe the perceived consequences of those actions will be that we feel the unique right mixture of pleasure, peace of mind, profit, prestige, pain avoidance, and power. And as le- and as leaders, uh, leading from that perspective uh, can be much more powerful. But the, the one of the problems is we've got to get to know our people so that we can lead from a true progress uh, basis and understand that people are going to do things for us for pain avoidance, sure, and for um, profit, sure, but they're also going to do it for for prestige for pain of for the other six p's i don't know right Ple- pleasure peace of mind profit prestige pain avoidance and power i can say i'm in order but yeah and, and shut your eyes while you're doing it and you'll be that's just right. fine I can do, right i can do it like that i can do it like that but yeah that was funny i was trying to say i thought hey i got him but yeah that, uh, but you i do. did i thought yeah, I knew. I know I'm a <laughs> Well, I love the fact I that made you just, I you, made them up. I made them up. Yeah, you better remember them. I love the fact that you just brought up uh, Simon Sinek here. No, you know, knowing the why, getting to the why, which is really the cornerstone, quite frankly. You know, being able to but build you know, goals. I mean, from. I'm all for I'm all, I'm all for Simon Sinek, but there's way more people who said it before him. Well, there is. Now, I've got a big question for you before we talk a little bit more here regarding uh, the these six P's. Who do you have on the team to develop goals? Is it completely driven from the CEO, or who do they? you know who does that CEO that you know that manager include on the team when they are going through a goal setting process I think you should have people that have the finger on the pulse of the organization who aren't scared of you right I love that because I think the more collaborative you are in including people the more ownership they'll have in ultimately helping an organization achieve the goals yeah, I and mean, that's why I also kind of said it the way I did. I don't know if that what title that might be. That might be, you know, shipyard captain. I don't know. I mean, that yeah, could be anything. It could be. I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're out in the field all day, they've got a certain understanding of things that might need to be. If you really, now that's not if you want to set a goal. Setting a goal is easy. You don't need anybody. You can go just go, go claim it. You can tweet it. Right. You know, if you really want to happen, but if you want it to be achieved as an organization, you're going to need to get 
all the different perspectives of not only the goal to set, but how to craft it and then sell it within the organization to make it work and make it happen. Right. Now, we've talked about how you anchor ultimately the goals with peace of mind, pleasure, profit, prestige, pain avoidance, and power. Is there anything outside of peace of mind with the other uh, five Ps there that you'd like to bring forward uh, before we get into, you know, really what big fat goals are? Prestige. I, I think as leaders, we don't we don't give near as much cred to, you know, the compliments and, and add a board and employee of the weeks and you know people people like that stuff they want to feel like they're doing a good job i think leading from you know from a compliment a compliment based leadership you know prestige prestige knowing people's names knowing their kids and you know giving a hoot right yeah yeah just it just creates that camaraderie and the ownership thinking quite frankly regarding well, the fact that yeah you want to go to bed he knows me person. yeah yeah he knows me i want to go yeah i'll stay extra hours i'm ready let's go i've got an idea you know hey i'm gonna go talk to him about that yeah he's a ceo but yeah no he knows my name i'll go i'll go out tell him I think we can do better. Now, ultimately, once you've got your goals defined, how does implementing, you know, the big fat goals, how does it help an organization achieve or accelerate meeting those goals? Well, that's really the whole premise of of the book. It's goal. I used to call it a goal commitment book. It's really a goal conviction book. The organizations, they set a goal and then they, they develop the plans on how to achieve it, but they don't stay, keep everybody committed towards the goal, continually reminding why that the goal, mm-hmm. not just the goal, but why that's the goal. And that's that's why I'm, when I'm saying the know your why, I'm not saying know your why. I'm saying continually continue chew on your why and grow your why and focus on your why. You know, it's got to be, you just got to know it. You got to, you're going up against all the other choices of what we could do with our time. There are tons of good choices. That's one of the challenges with, with goal achievement in this country is there's so many other things we could do with our time that still would be defined as good. You know, right. well. Netflix binge what about that well and how about the american dream quite frankly i mean we've got one of the most giving countries here in the united states you know when i think about not working on the business and you know getting out and about with my family outside of the umpteen basketball baseball football dance you know etc that we've got in our life it's about what we do to give that's right it's it's it is i mean in that regard it's a challenge so what are you doing to compete with and they and they, people have other people have whys for the activities they want you to do right they have whys they, some you got a buddy who they say hey look come out come out th- tonight and you say no they're not going to leave it there they're going to say come on it'll be fun and you know what it will be fun you can't see it's not going to be fun. Yeah. It is going to be fun. But That's you're going to have to make a choice there. And you're going to make the choice based on the perceived consequences. There's pleasure in going out. There's pleasure in staying in until you can get up in the early morning and go to boot camp. I mean, all everything's in play. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, uh, in your book, you talk about the fact that big fat goals are, and I'm going to list a few things here, and then we'll, we'll talk through some. Big fat goals are written and vis- visualized. They're connected to personal progress. They're stated in the present tense. They're detailed and measured, they're positively worded, and they're given an achievement date. So let's talk about written and visualized. Yeah, the, I think the main part of that really is visualized, even though, I mean, I'm not, I am for written goals, but there's nothing new about that. Everybody talks about the goals being written down. In fact, it's some of the other other rules that are kind of built into that about how to write it down, what to say and not say that creates it as a positive self-talk. But the visualization of it is really important. And when I say visualize, I don't mean like with your eyes. I mean with your feelings. Mm. Actually connecting to all the pleasure, peace of mind, profit, prestige, pain, avoidance, and power you will feel when you accomplish that goal. So that's what you have to, and that's what, I mean, I'm, I mean, I can go over and over and over again, but that's what gets the conviction that's what builds the conviction to have the commitment to actually work, 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 and achieve the goal. 
Yeah. It, well, and it provides you that stickiness, quite frankly. That visualization is truly what helps you move forward. Um, and how you relate that to the end goal is where we connect and have it relative. Yeah. Well, you actually, I, I, I've never heard that analogy of the word sticky, but that's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be, right. got to be stickier than anything else because people are trying to stick stuff to you. Uh, people are trying to stick stuff to you. That's right. So big fat goals are connected to personal progress. Let's talk about that. Well, personal progress that ties right back into the fact that you can't you can't really accomplish somebody else's goal. You need to be able when I, when I say that, and also I mean if an organization has a goal, you need to find a way to make it personal progress for you. You have have got to be able to see okay, if I do that, then I'll have job security. If I do that, I'll get a raise. If I do that, I'll get the corner office. If I do that, you know, I'll, I'll please the boss, and I really really like the boss. Could be a number of of reasons, but you have to not just continually remind yourself of the goal, but the personal progress you will achieve by achieving the goal. The, I love the acronym for for team together everyone achieves more but most of the time when i hear people talk about that that statement they focus on the three the three first letters and not the last letter together yes everybody knows we're supposed to be together everyone yes that's the same kind of thing as as together achieve we're all going to achieve but the real point if you want to get sticky if you want people to have fat goals it's the more more what and everybody's more is different the more leaders can understand or learn what their individuals mores are then they can remind them by achieving the organizational goals, they get their personal more. Well, that's right. And it, it's not just, I mean, it can be a boat, it can be a house, it can be a trip to Yeah, what are China. they trying to do? Yeah. Yeah, a, sale, a sales manager should love it when their sales rep wants to buy a boat. Right. But I'd, be, I'd be bringing a magazine in, but is this, you know, is this the kind of boat magazine? Or, hey, you know, Callaway's having a, having a boat show this weekend. You want to go with me? You know, yeah. man, get them, get, them, get them excited about it. You know, that's yeah. the... That's the thing. You gotta, you know, but then you got to get to know your people. You know, then you got to understand uh, who they are and what they're what they're what about. What makes them tick? Yeah. That's, what makes them tick? That's the same setup. It's that, that's that's what I'm talking about here. I mean, six feet of progress are really how you find out how to how to influence and persuade. Yeah, I love it. Now, uh, big fat goals are also stated in the present tense. Yeah, the, when you say, I mean, this is, I mean, I mean, this gets, can get trippy, but our brains, they're going to act on what we continually, continually say to ourselves. And using words even like will, I will be, you know, skinny or I will be the top salesman. That that has a limiting quality because it's true today in the sense that you will be. It does not a finite statement but you're saying i am at the end of 2018 i am the number one well then you're going to start working towards our brains are trippy our brains are complicated but at its core our brains want one thing to be right so whatever we continually continually say to ourselves our brains are going to want to encourage us to take steps to make that true it's so true uh, so true rather <laughs> now fat goals are also detailed and measured of course, yeah, you know, detailed and measured, that's pretty classic. That's kind of that accountability piece there, that's right? That's kind of that Peter yeah. Drucker stuff. I mean, there's nothing new about that, except for except for the fact that when I say detailed, I'm not just talking about, you know, that, when I say detailed, I mean like a new house, you know, that's a new house to who? You new, new house and what's how many bedrooms, that type of thing. But then I'd also, when I say detailed, I mean writing up and when I, by accomplishing this goal, I will feel blah, blah, blah. You know, I have a big fat goals kind of a little uh, bookmark that i encourage people to, to write out when they could take my workshops and that they actually put into their billfold and one is a well-crafted goal on one side but the other is the six piece of progress and 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 how they feel they'll achieve the feel those six pieces of progress by accomplishing the goal and it's both sides of that of that bookmark that's vital not just not just the written crafted goal 
Yeah, it's so true. Now, they're also positively worded. Yeah, say what you do want, not what you don't want. Don't remind yourself mm -hmm. of past mistakes. Yeah, and, and right here, uh, which are the progress and which, you know, will change you is something that you talk about as well. Yeah, you know, that's important for people to realize is that uh, change is inevitable. Progress is a choice. And we're going to do something. You're going to do something with your time. And at that moment, you're going to do what you view as progress. At that moment, what you perceive is going to be progress. The, the challenge is to continually, continually believe that working towards your goals offer you the most progress. Which is so, I mean, if you're not achieving progress, which is uh, the next and final uh, big fat goal is uh, given, or they must be given, um, they must include an achievement date. So without a date, you know, what are we, what are we aiming for? Yeah, there's got to be, I mean, you can always move the date, but it's, it's important to have a date in mind so you, so you kind of can, then what are you measuring? If you're not, there's got to be some form of a, of a timeline, but uh, that's pretty textbook. Yeah, it is. Now, I love in the book, however, that you talk about um, ad agencies. Of course, we're an integrated marketing communications for firm, and we do know the power of repetition, repetition, repetition. That applies to everything that we're talking about today, too. If we're not reminding ourselves or our team members, um, our family, whatever the case might be, about the goals, then how ultimately are we going to achieve them? Exactly. Now, I like the one you said about the goal. About the goal is not just the goal, but the about the goal would be the why part. Mm. You know, if somebody's telling me about something, they better tell me all the why and all that stuff. So, yeah, about the goal. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm going to um, just step aside from my CEO hat here and talk to you about my MOM hat for a minute. And last Sunday, we sat the children down, my husband and I did, and we developed our, our goals for the year. And we have a three-sided, you know, the science boards that the kids present their science fairs on. Oh, um, yeah, I love those. Yeah. Well, we developed all of our goals on uh, with sticky notes for the year on this board. And um, if we felt the need to change one, then we had it on a sticky board and we can just, you know, pull it off and put another one on. But then it also allows us to visually check it off when we have achieved it uh, so that we ultimately can see progress. And, and we had short-term and long-term goals on there. We had iconic words that helped us really filter thought process within each category of goals as well. It was one of the greatest discussions we've ever had as a family and with our children. And, you know, there was some teasing um, at the table as well about the fact that mom was bringing work home. <laughs> and I promised everyone that I wasn't. This was just for us as a family. And we really had a great time with it. Fantastic. No, yeah, I think that's fan I mean that's that's important, and they need the, the the thought process that goes into it, and they probably shed a lot more respect for you guys as parents of having everybody tied in together, and that's fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now, the next part of your book, you talk about ultimately the achievement of these big fat goals and the parameters and, and progress uh, is so important. Talk to us about the five step exercise uh, for fam formulating all of this. Yeah, what I tried to do in the earlier part of the book was I laid out, you know, the yeah, the parameters of progress exercises. It really is where you give yourself an opportunity to kind of vision what what do you want the next um, uh, part of your life to to look like. It's a it's a it's meant to kind of shake you up uh, in reference to it's, well, it gives you a little bit of a license to dream or vision, you know, and really put about everything you want out of this life. But then also there's a little bit of a call to, call to action uh, exercise. But it's, it's really just a stream of consciousness type of stuff. Well, and you talk about this 15-year mark, uh, which is really important. How did you come up with that timeline? 
Yeah, you know, I get asked that. I don't, I don't know if I, you know, I, I, I figured five years was too short and twenty was too long, and I kind of liked the the shakiness of a, you know, fifteen kind of, kind of in the middle. I, it was all it really, like I said, it was supposed to be a little bit of a disruptive exercise. I thought fifteen years was enough into the future that we could we could vision it, and then also enough into the future that you're like, wow, that's you know, that's that's not that far off. I'm, I mean, I need to get going. So it's it's like I said, it's the, it's supposed to be kind of a kick in the pants exercise. Well, it sounds fantastic. Now you're a leader in your own right. You've got these incredible books, um, but you you coach. Um, you know you've you've helped businesses achieve great things. What sort of leadership style do you feel is absolutely necessary to achieve this and and be open enough to have people help you achieve them? Wow, that's another good question. I I did I dig into this in uh, my next book, and it's called Think Progress Leadership. It's inspiring progress, not apologizing for change. Mm. It's focusing it's focusing on progress leadership and not change management. Uh, a lot of people a lot of people are you know leader leading from a change management perspective, and I just think that is a horrible phrase and a horrible focus. People do not want change, and they do want do not want their change managed. And it's not even the truth. If an organization thinks that this is the next step, the organization needs this needs to take that is not change that is progress oh, it's progress it's I love progress. that thank you yeah 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 no, I've never heard that concept before I, I made it up there well, good for you brother yeah, it's, in, it's in the progress <laughs> challenge it's in the progress challenge and it's the next book and I'm no I'm really pleased with all that yeah you know it's kind of taken a long time to, to for people to kind of catch on or maybe it's because I haven't been talking about it but that's really what it is and so you have to continually remind them why, you know, and if we don't do this, then the competitors are going to eat us up. Okay, well, we don't want that. There we go. So, because you want, you know, want the boat, you know, so it all ties back in. So, are you going to go get another job? I don't want another job. Okay, then let's buckle down. So, I mean, it all changes everything, you know, trying to remind them of why. It actually, the coolest, the coolest quote that I have found that ties into my concept of progress leadership comes from the author of The Little Prince. And he, and he wrote, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people together and assign them tasks and work to collect wood, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. Mm, I love that. And so if we focus on teaching people to long for the endless immensity of the sea, then they're going to say, man, I want to get on the sea. I don't got nothing to get on the sea. I got, I got to get a boat. I don't got no boat. I, 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 got, I got to build a boat. <laughs> what do I build a boat with? Wood, I got to go collect wood. Wow. That really helps uh, visualize, visualize it. Here I am hey, having hey, difficulty yeah. with that word again today. Yeah, uh, that's your word of the day? <laughs> yeah, that's... Visualize that's, that one, yeah. I cannot... I'm not going to put myself with that word again, okay? Okay. <laughs> Deal. I think we can probably make it without that word. Yeah, we're going to try. So where do you see the most success with implementing these programs? And where, you know, where do they break down? Why doesn't it work for some companies as well? Patience and persistence. Um, respecting everybody's, you know, individual, uh, I don't want to say needs because everybody is going to have to, you know, I'm not talking about pampering people, but I am talking about respecting and time. Some people rush themselves through. Some people don't want to be authentic leaders. They just kind of want the decision-making ability. And I don't think that's a leader. A leader has followers, not task taker. You know what I mean? Right. Not, job, not job, you know, people that believe the vision, you know, buying into the whole kit caboodle type thing. So, uh, man, shoot, I mean, like I said, you got to Dale Carnegie, the whole place, you know, it's how to win friends and influence people. I mean, I don't want to say you got to be an extrovert, but you got to be a, I'm making this one up too. You ready for this? You got to be a care divert. You got to ah. care. I made that up just now. Care divert. Care divert. How do you like that? I like it. Hey, boom, there's your next book after there's the next, next book. book. 
the next book after the next book. Care yeah. to how to be a you don't be an extrovert or an introvert. You got to be a care to mm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're that creative benefit. one too. Oh no, isn't that fun? Well, you, but you know what? There's a lot of huge personal benefits to caring. There is a why to care. It's not an altruistic activity. You care so you can influence. I mean, it's not right. that. It's not like it's something you're. You're not that nice. It's not a. <laughs> it's not a nice choice. It's a wise choice. Right. Now, what is if you're if you've got one sentence right now to share with our audience regarding why they absolutely must implement and achieve big fat goals? What would that be? The number one reason that they should implement. Big fat, fat goals. Big fat goal is that commitment is a moment by moment decision. I like that. And internalized reasons create movement. Internalized reasons create movement. That is very deep, my friend. <laughs> That's what I'm throwing out. Wow. I tell you, Dean Lindsay, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Um, such incredible insight and I really like the the idea of team together everyone achieves more and I tell you we've achieved more having you on this show today how can people reach you well you know I didn't make up the team analogy I mean I appreciate you saying that but I'm definitely not giving credit for that that's old school my only my point I know you had but I just want to make sure they know that I'm not taking credit for that I will say though that my interesting point to that is the more part that everybody needs uh, to continue to remind everybody about why their own individual more. So that's mine there. But if you want more information on me, that's pretty good. That wasn't bad. Uh, segue into more Dean Lindsay at DeanLindsay.com. D-E-A-N-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y.com. And they can email me, Dean at DeanLindsay.com. And, of course, How to Achieve Big Fat Goals, of course, on Amazon. My first book, Cracking the Networking Code, is also there. But I'd much rather be of service through my website. And you can snag those um, off the DeanLindsay.com website. Well, I tell you with that, thank you, Dean Lindsay, for appearing on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to AvocetCommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.